solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this is Potter Watch. I feel really backwards. We're sitting on opposite sides. I know. I just started. Okay. It's weird. Okay. But, you know, maybe this will be like a weird episode because we, yeah. we messed up our juju. Yeah. Who knows? It's like when you sleep on the other side of the bed. Yeah. It, it, I'm like, am feeling weird about it. But, you know, it'll be great. It's going to be great. It's something new. We're get, being adventurous. Exciting. Very Gryffindor of us. Change things up. Reckless on a move. This is a big scoop, if you know what I mean. <laughs> because we're doing chapter 24. Rita Skeeter's scoop. <laughs> it was a great transition. You're welcome. No, it was a fantastic transition. <laughs> I just, like, was... You're thrown st- off, I think. I'm still digesting this chapter, Molly and I, this will be an interesting episode because we have different perspective on, on this chapter. Yeah, I just kind of like it's a whatever chapter. It's like a filler. I really like it, though. Yeah. Personally, I feel like every character, like even though it is a filler chapter, every character is 100% themselves this chapter. Yeah. Like even the worst people are their best at being the worst and people that are supposed to be good are like the best versions of themselves I think. Yeah it's like showing true colors. Yeah I really love it for that reason but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. So what did you rename this chapter? (laughs) I renamed this chapter Skeeter's Scoop of Poop. Rhymes. It rhymes and it plays on the original title. <laughs> and I just was mad at Rita. So I, and Scoop rhymed with poop. So I wanted to be a child. Um, I think I've already used like a variation of this <laughs> after I did it. So whatever. But um, a giant weight. Mm. Kind of like the weight of the world is on Harry's shoulders once again. But, um, well, he has that whole thing about feeling the weight of the egg in his... uh, That line always sticks with me because I always imagine him, like, carrying the egg around literally with him, like, to his classes. But it's just figuratively, guys. (laughs) Um, shall, Shall I haiku first or do you want to haiku first? You can go ahead and haiku. Okay. Um, I had trouble with my last one. <laughs> so, Hagrid is disgraced. Ludo and Crouch seem shady. Mm. Granger fights back bad. <laughs> I just wanted to leave it at fights back, and I was hoping that fights could be considered two syllables. Um. It's not. So she's fighting back bad. <laughs> Granger fights back bad. <laughs> like bad stuff, like not badly. Yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I like tried your first, so hard. I like your first light a lot. <laughs> I tried so hard to come up with like another version of what I was trying to do and I just gave up. I also did my notes about three, I just finished three minutes before we started yeah, recording. Yeah, Molly did a speed through. Um, my haiku says, Rita outs Hagrid, but he pulls through in the end with friends by his side. Aww. 
So just a sentence. That's so sweet. But like, I like a good sentence haiku personally. Um. Okay. Great. So, we had sen- sentimental sentence and bad. <laughs> <laughs> bad. <laughs> um. All right. So, my notes start out with. Oh no, they don't. I'm sorry. I had to, I like did my rename and stuff where I thought I was going to be done with my notes because you're right at the beginning of this chapter. It seems like it's just going to be like a nah filler, but then I I started taking a lot of notes and so I thought my beginning was not where my beginning is. Ah, I'm back. My beginning actually is like Sleek Easy's hair potion Hermione uses one so great that she was like that was a lot of work yeah, not doing it anymore also sleek easy's the potter the potter family brand that's what my question that was my first note isn't that where yeah, his that's fortune comes where from where the potter fortune comes from which is ironic because of harry's little calic oh yeah it sticks up also maybe that's why because mm-hmm. they wanted to create something that would mm-hmm. help it so yeah Probably did make it, though, because of that little hereditary thing. Poor Hagrid. I'm just not ready for this chapter. Are my notes at this point? Aww. I, like... We're not even there. I know. Well, I just... you Because they're like, oh, Hagrid's missing. He's, like, not at class. He must be sick. I have three notes before that. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, there's like literally just a page. I don't know. I was um, had a lot of thoughts. Okay. Um. Well, so Hermione is just saying like they can't all be horrible. It's the same sort of prejudice that people have towards werewolves. It's just bigotry, isn't it? Oh, like, maybe this is why I said poor Hagrid because they're talking about what oh, happened. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry. Keep going. Um. Just like be valid, Hermione. And Ron is, like, butthurt because he just got called racist and he needs an implicit bias course. Um, and then I just had a note. Did you, I'm sorry. Am no, I, keep going. Okay. No, keep going. Um, I kind of forgot that Harry did actually try and kind of, like, figure out the egg on his own. Like, that he did spend time with it, like, opening it and stuff. Because I, like, my memory was just, like, he straight up just, like, left it in his trunk for, like, No. Months. He tries one time. Like, I don't yeah. know if it it's really... It's not, like, that much. Like, he doesn't act... I wouldn't say he tries. I would say he opens the egg. More than once. He, like, shook it. It's a minimal amount, the most <laughs> minimal amount of effort. That's, like, if the egg wasn't his. Like, if it was Ron's egg. Yeah. He would have opened it, That's exactly shook it. what Ron would have done. Yeah, and, like... <laughs> and then thrown it across the room. Right. Um, his pride and ego is just too much, and with, like, the whole Cedric thing and being, like, I'm not gonna ask him because he's dating the girl I like. Super stupid. Um, yeah, my note just says, Harry, just take the bath. Also, like, Cedric doesn't know that you like Cho. Like, he keeps right. thinking he's, like, personal. It's, like, it's, it's not personal. It's clearly not. Like, if anything, be mad at Cho. Like, but, like, not, but, like, don't be. Yeah, don't be that guy either, Harry. Yeah. Just, like, get over it. I don't know. But also, here's what my thing about him not trying now is that he doesn't even try Cedric's hint. Like, he has a hint, does not even do that. Like, yeah. I would understand if he tried 
And then it didn't work. Like, you couldn't figure out what Cedric meant. Do you think that Cedric's hint is fair? Because Harry's, like, being like, he could have just told me. Like, I told him. But, like, the whole point of the egg thing is you are supposed to figure it out. Like, the dragon was, like, that's all there was to it was it's a dragon. Like, I think telling him just to put it underwater is, like, fine. Yeah, I think also Cedric's (laughs) smart in telling Harry to do it. Because I don't know if, like... He would want to, like, hear that word for word and, like, listen to it over and over again and, like, try to figure it out. He also says use the prefect's bathroom, which is a super hint. Well, that could be more subtle. No, I'm just saying, like, if he just puts it under any old water, like, the mermaids aren't there, he still has to figure out the place. I think that helps. Yeah. Harry's so stupid because he even needs Moni Myrtle to help him. Yeah, he's dumb. But, (laughs) like... (laughs) I, I guess the only thing, like, Cedric could have done differently is to be, like, put it underwater and you'll hear the clue. Like, that would have been, I guess, the more direct way, but... I think that's what he's... Like, I just... He said, take a bath and mouth things over in the hot water. He was trying to flirt. Like, With- it gotta be subtle. I know, he was trying to be too subtle for Harry. Like, Harry's so dumb. Like, I think he was, like, supposed to do... He was trying to be, like, tongue-in-cheek, but, like, Cedric's, like... I know. Underestimates how dumb Harry is. So, but I, basically, I think that, um, basically, I think that, um, (laughs) that it was a fair hint. And, like, again, Harry's just being dumb. Yeah, I think it's a totally fair hint. And if Harry went and didn't get it, then I would be like, Cedric, you need to be a little more clear. But Harry doesn't even try to use the He doesn't want to, yeah. He's dumb. And then the last thing was, like, Hermione would be asking a lot more cues. Because she's just like, oh, you have it figured out? And that's, that's it. my exact note. It's, like, later when um, when she repeats it back where she's like, oh, Harry, like, already figured out the egg. So no big deal. I would have been, like, after she meets with Ludo. Like, what is it? Ludo, yeah. Hermione would be asked. Like, she'd be so curious yeah, about like, it. what are you doing? Also, she knows better than to trust Harry by his word. And maybe I think maybe she's just, like, exhausted from the first task. But obviously it's just like a story device. Yeah, it's a device so that all of this other stuff can happen before he figures out about the egg. And he needs the the last minute, like, help. Help. Once again. Although it is like five weeks or something, I think. Yeah. Or four weeks. But we'll get to that. Them not figuring it out. Like, even Hermione. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) You okay. Sing above the ground. Now I'm at like Ripley Plank and stuff. Um, I think it's so sad that, like this this chapter really like kicks Hagrid when he's down, like because it's like a good lesson, right? Like why did Grubbly Plank have to be good? Why does Hagrid have to be bad? Like I just am mad about it. Like J.K. Rowling couldn't give Hagrid this one win. It's so sad. I like that. Like I like it yeah. in a story from a story standpoint, but from someone who roots yeah. for Hagrid, it's like messed up. Well, I just also like Rebelly Plank, and I think it's like interesting. I like her. I think she's like a good. Yeah, I like Rebelly Plank too. I think she's yeah. a good teacher. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that like it, it sucks that yeah. she's a good teacher? But I yeah I, I do I think that's like the best thing about. Hagrid becoming it because it's like puts Harry between like a rock and a hard place with like I love him but I know that he's not a good teacher especially like Hermione's like thoughts on yeah, it. Harry doesn't have 
Harry's not in between a rock and a hard place. Hermione's in a rock well, and a hard place. Well, before this. Yeah. Harry's like, you know what? Oh. I'm full loyalty to Hagrid. Don't Harry say a word again. full, like, Slytherin? Like, I don't know. He goes, like, full something. He just is extremely loyal. So, I think, if anything, that's his, like, you know, for the people that are like, Harry's right. The Sorting Hat's right. He should have been in Slytherin. Right. That's their, like, only... Because I think he does have extreme loyalty to his selected people. Yeah. But that's just because the poor boy was locked in a cupboard and not loved for, like, the first 11 years of his life. Like, he, of course, he's going to and have And Hagrid was literally the first person that, like, cared right. about him. Right. Like, that's not, like, Slytherin. That's because <laughs> he finally had someone who loved him. That's just a sweet orphan boy. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, but I like the intro to Grubbly playing because she comes back more in the mm-hmm. next book, obviously. Um, I'm like, great lesson. Great lesson. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's like in a chapter or two where like they do have Hagrid just teaching like regular care of magical creatures and he is good at that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I meant to take this note, but I, I think that he tries to do what Moody does where it's like, I'm going to start out with something, like, bold and crazy for my first lesson, which is, like, Blast and Scrooge, but, but for Moody it was, like, doing the Crucified Scourge. Yeah. And I, I think he's, like, trying to be, like, oh, this is interesting. Like, this is, like, not what you would normally get, but they've never gotten normal. So it's, like, you have to do the work of getting, like, get your normal creatures and then be, like, oh, I found this, like, crazy creature. Let's learn about it. But, like... Yeah. He hasn't built any trust with his students. He or also anything. spends like too long with all semester with one creature that is like not interesting to From them. From September to December, it's all blasted screws. Yeah, it's not good. And then I think Hagrid at his best was project. he was like hippogriffs. Like that was yeah. a solid lesson, even with Malfoy getting injured. Right, solid lesson. <laughs> Like, Hermione um, was, like, it's probably better for, like, older kids, but, like, it was so good. Yeah. Like, probably, it would probably be better, like, in their fifth year or something. Right. Hippogriffs. It was so cool, though. Like, they should have been doing, like, bow truckles and, like, Yeah, which would have been fun. Like which I think they might have done a little bit last year, but he was, like, shaken, but, like. Bow truckles are great. When he comes back after this, I think he does become a good teacher, and then, like, Umbridge shakes us um, up again. Yeah. I want Newt to teach care of magical creatures. To be like a guest lecturer. I'm wondering how that's going to end for Newt. The series. What do you mean? Like if he's going to die. He can't die. He has a family. Yeah, but he could have a family in like movie four. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's sad. I don't want to think about that. It probably won't. I actually... I don't want to, like, I don't know this for sure, but somewhere I feel like I've read that he lives to old age. Oh, okay. And I don't know if that was, like, canon, fanon, or right. um, guesses, but... Um, I could see it going either way right now, honestly. Yeah. But, okay. I'm at the article. The realty is I think Queenie might die. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And Theseus, probably, too. I think he would have died in this one. You do? Yeah.
Oh. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen Fantastic Beasts and uh, the Crimes of Grindelwald. Those weren't really spoilers. So. Yeah, those were just guesses. Um, where am I? Ugh, Malfoy. Like, I was seething at this article. I couldn't even take proper notes. Like, Rita, why? Did you have notes about the actual article? I have... No, not really. I was just like... I was just... The rhetoric is like such propaganda, like... Fear-mongering bullshit. I, well... I kind of thought it was... Maybe this is like bad on me, but... I kind of thought it was a good article, except for the very end, because at the very end she, like, puts her own opinion and is like, Dumbledore should really take this into consideration. But the beginning of the article I thought was interesting how they use Hagrid as, like, an entryway, and then they talk about, like, the history of giants a little bit in the article. Obviously this is just, like, J.K. Rowling giving this exposition, but I thought it was, like, an interesting article. But I was like, who is the audience for this? Like, why would this suddenly appear in the Daily Prophet? Like, who... Who cares, kind of? It seems like a school newspaper kind of article. I guess, well, because Hogwarts is such an esteemed... Like, it's the it's school. It's the, the school that it's, like, important Anything that, about Hogwarts that is a half-giant like... is a professor there. And I think, like, that is newsworthy, especially yeah. given Ron and Malfoy have very similar reactions to finding out that Hagrid is half-giant, where it's, like, they both seem to have thought anything else but that when it seems pretty obvious that that's the case you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like they're and like they're like representative of, of the, the wizarding common so i think this is a very strange situation given like some of the like logistics of that mating that we talked about last episode but also like the feroce the how ferocious like giants seem to be i think half giants aren't very typical like hagrid's right. like i've never met another one before but That aside, I don't know if it's a... I think that part's really interesting. And I think that's, like, good journalism in that, like, when she, like, brings in the, like, history and, like, she does her, like, fact-checking and research about Hogwarts mom. And she's, like, she wasn't in that list, but she could still be, like... But she, but she, I feel like she puts her opinion in there a lot. And she, like, exasperates facts, exacerbates facts that aren't true. Like, I don't think any of the students are afraid of Hagrid like she says most students and I know she has that interview from Malfoy but she also says that like Hagrid like looks fearsome which is also isn't true yeah those parts I don't agree with I I guess I meant more like the structure and how like we got the information like if that was an article again without her like quick quotes part coming through I think it would just be like I don't know like if it if it had been written by somebody who liked Hagrid, they could have done a similar article, but had thrown in, like, the sweet piece of, like, oh, and Hagrid's, like, this really great, you know? Right, like, and not even just someone like who likes Harry Hagrid. Like, if yeah. it was a different journalist, I think right. it would have been more interesting. Like, be- the reason why J.K. Rowling has written Hagrid like this was because of the, di- it's interesting, this dichotomy of having this huge, yeah. like, 
half giant man who is the sweet and loving person. Right. And that's I a think more interesting that's a more story. interesting story. So I think any other journalist would have been like, oh. And they could even bring in the fact that yes, his creatures that he chooses for class or something like that part yeah. didn't bother me because it's true. Like it's a little bit of a punch to the gut. But yeah. it's not true. I mean it is true. But I think she just goes way over the line here. Well, especially the end part. Like when I was yeah. taking that note it was more at the beginning and getting like the history, like I, yeah, I thought that part was interesting, but um, especially if it's like, like commonplace that gi- giants are like scary. Like mm-hmm. if they did, you know, kill all of these people during Voldemort's reign, it's like this is like really interesting. Like I, I would be like interested in this story. I think mm-hmm. I don't like the. Like you said, the fear mongering, um, but um, but this is just a side note. Why didn't Malfoy say that Crab or whatever was hurt by a blast into the screw? Why even say Flubberworm? Like that's so tame. He's so because he's dumb. Like yeah. I also yeah. It also said Crab looked pleased about with himself, so maybe it was Crab that said it. But it was seemed like Malfoy's full interview. No, and my friend Vincent Crab got a bad bite off of Flubberworm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> Crab was proud of it. Right. That Malfoy said that about him. Oh, Crab. I just, I. <laughs> Ugh. But this is what I mean by people that are bad are at like Malfoy is in such like form in this chapter. He is at the top of his game. Oh yeah. I have a note later that says he's so excited to have this to tease Harry about. Like, something new. Like, he's bubbling with joy over this excuse to taunt Harry more. Yeah. Yeah, I have a note about that, too. I think Harry's definitely focused on the wrong part of it. Like, Ron and then Hermione have a better, like, (laughs) how did they find this out? And Harry's like, why would you say that? Like, of course Malfoy would say that, like... Why are you asking these questions? Like, no shit, Malfoy. Like, chat talked Hagrid. She's <laughs> like, we don't all hate Hagrid. It's like, obviously, like, that's the whole point is that he did this. To be fair, injustice in this, like, yeah. situation, du- like, these, is this very... is what, like, irks me as a person personally, like, the most. Like, this would have been hard for me to take from yeah. Malfoy. Like, that's, oh, like, a nerve yeah. that, like, would be too far for me. So I get where ha- Harry's coming from because I would be like, are you kidding me? Like, it's just so unfair. It's. I feel like the third year stuff was worse, though. Like, what Malfoy did. Yeah. I mean, well... Hmm. Because he, he like, got Buckbeak executed, yes, essentially. that is worse, but in terms By of- lying and being, like, I was severely injured. And yeah, he's lying in this, but it's, like, more yeah, tame, but I guess. It's more tame, but I feel like the Buckbeak incident was more contained, and it was horrible. Like, I'm not, like, Buckbeak was going to lose his life. So clearly that was worse. Like, it wasn't as public, you mean? Right. But this was, like, right in Hagrid's, like, worst thing. Like, his yeah. most, his deepest insecurity about himself. And that's what, like, gets me. Yeah. Is that, and I think, and I told Molly this, um, I cried in this chapter. Don't know what it was about this chapter. I think, I mean, I'll tell you when, when we get to it. But, like, it just, so, so uncalled for like I 
I don't want someone poking at my deepest insecurities and I hate watching Hagrid go through it. Yeah. Uh, my next note says, poor Hermione. She was just enjoying class when all of this blew <laughs> and up. And Harry, like, freaks out yeah. at her. <laughs> it's like when you walk in and everything's, like, you've walked in, in the middle of an argument and everything's, like, blowing up. She's like, mm, how nice it is to get a good lesson yeah. for once. And Harry's like, what? You're like, probably play better than Hagrid? Like, I'm having a great day, aren't you? <laughs> but I like how defensive Harry is of Hagrid. Me because too. I think it's really sweet. He needs, he, yeah, me too. I really, really like it. And then Hermione, like, gets right on board. She goes, oh, I get it. Yeah. I, I like how Jim Dale says the line, um, sort of, or so Harry says, like, sort of things she'd do isn't hide in bushes listening to people. Like you and Ron did, you mean? Yeah. That was so good. I was like, yes, Hermione, get that. Ron's like, we weren't trying to listen. Oh, really, Ron? Then why couldn't you leave? Because you couldn't face Fleur Delacour? Or however she you say her them. name. Like, I, Hermione continues to... Like, Hermione is also in her best form in this chapter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Oh, you mean like what you did? Like you and Ron. Listening in the bushes. Um, I'm at Malfoy so scummy. That's all I had to say about it. He is so scummy. My note says, Harry, my loyal, loyal boy. He's he's so intense about Hagrid. I love it. I enjoy it a lot. Just him, like, doing it around teachers so he wouldn't... So Harry couldn't say anything back. Yeah. It's, this, it's the most Slytherin thing I've ever heard, to be honest. Sorry, he, Slytherins. No, I, he... Ugh. This is the kind of Malfoy stuff that, like... And don't get mad at me for saying it. But, like, it makes him so fun to write. Because he can be so petty. And He's it, so petty. And yeah. it gives him, like, so... It gives you, like, especially for, like, dreary writers. It gives you, like, so much. Like, why was he this focused on, like, ruining Harry's day? Like, he could have, like, did this thing to Hagrid and moved on with his life. Like, oh, Harry, but that's just not his style. It's not his style. And he has a thing out for Hagrid. So it's, like, right. double. Yeah. It, he, this is his happiest day of Malfoy's life. Like, he, I can see him grinning. Like, he, he wants to say these things in a sneer. But, like, he can't. How long did it take him to come up with Elephant Man? Missing, Probably not. I missing hope not your, that your half giant friend, little Elephant Man. Ugh. Weird, Malfoy. <laughs> I like the way Jim Dale reads that, too. It's like he snuck up on Harry from, like, behind a corridor or something. I, this, like, he annoys me more than Rita. Like, because he's, yeah. like, going out of his way. It was hard for me to pick a rat I, this chapter. I, if that tells you anything, that's the direction I went in. Yeah. Um. I mean, I usually don't blame Rita, because, like, when she's doing her job. But Nobody like, asked for that, though. Yeah. This is, like, too far for me. I like Ron's, the little tidbit we get about Ron breaking crumbs. <laughs> I arm. know. Also, just like so awkward talking. He's really nice. You would like him. <laughs> Ron doesn't say a word. <laughs> Hermione, she's like, best. Hermione's like nose, though. Like, yeah. she's like laying it on a bit thick. Like, oh, I thought she was like trying to like no, smooth no, no. it over. I do think she's trying to smooth it over, but like, 
I think she, she knows, knows it's not going to work. She's smart. Like, she knows. She does, but she's also, like, not that confident. I think that Ron likes her. Yeah. I don't know. Like, because they always have that thing. Yeah. That's what makes it cute. I know. I love it. I always, like, re-remember how much I like their courtship. And it, because I always, now it's, like, I feel like I'm constantly defending it to people. Yeah, so you doubt yourself almost a little bit. Yeah, and I'm, like, oh, it's so dumb, it's so dumb now, but I'm, like, no, I still really like it. Yeah. Even though, like, they're so childish about it, like, I love it. I love it, too. They're children. That's why they're so childish about it. Yeah. Like, I was a mess when I was 13 and I had a crush on someone. Like, this is what you do. <laughs> like, I think this is what makes Hermione most, like, um, vulnerable or, like, not so perfect. Yeah. And I like it. Her thing with Ron. Yeah. Oh. Um, That's when she acts the most irrational. <laughs> and I buy it. Because sometimes, like, she doesn't do, like, the rational thing and I don't buy it. But, like, this I buy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. She gets a little unhinged. Later in, in this, in, later in this chapter too, not about Ron, oh. but like, and I love that Hermione. That's yeah. my, favorite. but that also checks out. That, to yeah, me. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, those are when I feel like she's most. I'll talk about it when we get there. I love the idea of this goblin of gobbledygook, gobbledygook, gob, gobbledygook, gobbledygook. The goblin language. First of all, I love the name. Second of all, I just want to know the language. I wish the Harry Potter languages were, like, elvish, and, like, if you were really a Harry Potter fan, you could learn them. Oh, yeah, or, like, um, Star Trek. Right. Klingon. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way about Game of Thrones. Like, mm, I want to learn Dothraki. There's, like, some guy that, like, does, like, yeah, that's his I've job. Se- yeah, I've seen him on YouTube, but he doesn't go through, like, the, enough of the language for me to, like, sit down oh, and, yeah. and learn it. He just explains, like where they come from, what their origins, you know, how one would pronounce the words. So this little tidbit with our our dear friend, Ludo. Ludo. He's so shady. He's so shady. He's so creepy. But I feel like this is the moment, if you weren't catching on before, if you had like a little bit of a hairy moment where you're like, oh, this Bertha and um, Barty. Barty missing thing is for real now. Like, this is an actual plot in the book and not just, like, a Percy bit. Well, we already knew that Bertha was a thing because it's in the beginning. No, no, no. I chapter. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, you know, but you don't really pay attention to it until I feel like... I think the Bertha thing people do, but the Crouch thing, I didn't... And I don't even know now if I, like, really... Did, I didn't know what to think about the Crouch stuff. They were trying to tell me, and I was like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. I think. Um, I was, I was going to ask you what if you remember, like, what you thought about Crouch Sr. Um, I know I have more thoughts about him with the Pensieve, but, like, at this point... Um, no, I don't, I mean, I definitely don't know what actually, didn't know what actually Right, well, and even the Pensieve thing is, like, after they find him wandering around, but, like, I, at this point I was, like, I, he's sick? (laughs) I think, I thought he was dead, I think. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think, I thought he was already dead, like, yeah, and potentially working for Voldemort, Mm. or something. I think I probably thought he was dead, too. 
Like, he's definitely not there. But I don't think I spent too much brain power thinking about it and, like, how it worked with the rest of the book. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once you know, it's, like, hard to unknow it. Right, yeah, and to think about, like... But I, I mean, like, I remember, like, the reveal at the end with Barty Crouch Jr., like, what? Yeah, that was, I definitely did not see that coming. Yeah, at any degree. No. But Ludo is a sketchy lad. Yeah, this is why I was, like, he has something to do with all this. Like, he's so creepy, and Jim Dale reads him very creepy. Like, I really hate the way he says, I've taken a liking to you, Harry. Oh, see, I don't get those creepy vibes. I'm just like, what is his angle right now? I don't think I got, I don't think I got that vibe when I was reading it, but Jim Dale has a very, like, to catch a predator vibe when he reads that bit. And then Harry's just like, uh, I've got red flags. (laughs) Like, something's not right here. And I don't think, obviously, that Ludo Bagman's like that at all. Like, we clearly know his, like, motivations. But I think, like, I'm listening to it this time. I was like, this is so creepy. Like, imagine if this was, like, Hermione, who was the champion. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or Yeah, it's weird. And then Harry's like, have you given Cedric this much help? Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like I said, I like you. Like, oh, yeah. I'm when like, you're saying it like this, that's yeah, super it's weird. weird. It's weird. I, I have a very specific thought of how I mistrust him. It's like when I was in high school or middle school, I guess, mostly high school, if like a jock was all of a sudden like really nice to me to try and get answers for like mm. homework or a test mm-hmm. but they were like oh like what's up molly like how's it going like they're super nice and i'm like chatting back at them but like i know that they have an ulterior motive mm-hmm. or i guess just in general like when you know somebody's being nice to you because they have an ulterior motive like that mm-hmm. feeling of mistrust is exact and that's exactly what ludo's doing yeah but like yeah, that's it. That's like the squirminess I feel. So I didn't get the the creepiness thing, but just like I'm so mistrustful of you because I know that you have an ulterior motive. I guess right. I just didn't know what that motive was, which is why he was like on my top uh, list for I mean, shady he, guys. He definitely is yeah. very shady in this. Yeah. Um, I also think Harry's like very clever about it. Like he's like. He he asked about Cedric, which I think is yeah, very smart of him. Yeah, that was smart of him. He's so sassy. I love Yeah. Oh, my sass. My little sassy. Little sassy boy. A couple day- more days should crack it. <laughs> Good one, HP. Good one. I feel like I should have known because Harry thought he was bad that he definitely wasn't bad because Harry's, Harry's usually like, wrong. Harry and Ron. And are you? Oh yeah. Are de- uh, especially without Hermione. Are- I feel like this chapter should have been Harry so tough. <laughs> Poor Harry. I'm sorry. I'm being so mean to you. You don't deserve it. I. You know. I can't hate. Like he is being like so dumb, but he's also such a fierce. Yeah. Protector so much passion. Of, I love him. Like he was almost like he's like in contender for my champ. Like I did consider. He's like it. third rung. Like he's I not my champ. Yeah. He's third down, but I do... Yeah. He was, like, two or three for me. Yeah. But I considered it, because I was really impressed. He also... I also understood his deep passion about the injustice on a real yeah. level, so... Yeah. Um... 
I guess I didn't feel the same. Well, no. So that was all fake news was like what Malfoy said about him. But overall, the article like was fairly accurate for Rita. Like, like this about his mom. Like she didn't like make that up. Basically. No, that stuff's accurate. So, but I think all of the Hagrid stuff is basically inaccurate, except for right. that he's a half yeah. giant. Like even without Malfoy's interview, everything she says about him is pretty much a lie. Right, yeah, and I guess I just, I wasn't paying attention to that stuff as more, as much, um, this, this read-through, so I wasn't fixating on that, but, yeah. like, I just, I, I go back to thinking about how much Malfoy lied about him being injured, and that, like, makes me so much more angrier for some <laughs> reason. I don't know why. Um, yeah. I mean, I think... Maybe in- it's because Harry's so mad, like, he's, like, mad enough for me. Like, yeah. Like, you got it. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. I don't but know. But Hermione's yeah. so hurt about the Buck Peak thing. Like, yeah. she, like... But there's a lot going on in that right. chapter, too. Like, yeah. every... <laughs> I'm not having a good time. I think it was <laughs> my notes for that. Just general. They were almost my notes for this chapter, but I started having a better time later. Yeah. When Harry started getting so upset that I felt justified. Yeah. Well, I think you are totally right in how you're seeing it. I just wasn't, like, thinking about it as much, I guess, on that end. Yeah. I think I was trying to, like, come up with a new angle myself. Okay, and this is where I have my note about Hermione should know Harry hasn't figured out the egg yet. Oh, yeah. She should know way better. Yeah. But she wasn't listening when Ludo was talking to him. I, I know, but I'm saying, like, in just in general, why wasn't she more curious was my main yeah. note. Just what we like, talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, but three times Hermione's on top of it with, like, these creature prejudices. <laughs> LOL at Spug. Good joke, Ron. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I was wondering if this was, like, a little foreshadow for the Mer people. Oh, no. Keep going, keep uh, going. No, just that we're about to meet another magical creature in the next chapter. I said I wonder if this is a little foreshadow to like grip hook like when she's like oh goblins can handle wizards like they don't Uh, need my help i think that's just an underlying sentiment (laughs) no i know i just think it like this kind of sets up right that um, seventh book stuff that knowledge of the those creatures and and their relationships to wizards i do think it's good that we get this small thing of goblins where it's like you should mistrust them. Like, at yeah. the end, when they kind of pull one over on Bagman, even though he deserved it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they're sneaky guys, and they're mm-hmm. smart. And they're smarter than probably wizards give them credit for. And Hermione tries to say that house elves are not smart, basically. But well, they don't stand up for themselves. Yeah, but she, like, corrects it. She's like, they're super clever. And, and house elves, well, they never stand up for themselves. Yeah. Um... Because Dobby is smart. He's I just, don't even think she's like, she just says they're very clever. They're not like house elves who never stick up for themselves. I know. It's yeah. just when you say someone's really clever and, and, then, then, and, and then follow it by they're not like house elves. Yeah. You kind of have to. Wow. Um, okay. Jim Dale's Rita Skeeter is so good. Oh, Bozo. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, didn't want to speak to us, did he? And I was like, Yes, Jim Dale. He has that like twenties reporter down. That you love you and friend of the show Griffin love. Yeah, you're fired. You're fired. Little bozo. But Harry, those 
Dreamy weamy. What is it? <laughs> it's a this is a reference to um Haunting of Hill House if you've seen oh. it. Um uh, but Dreamy Weemies isn't what it is. I'll figure it out what it is later. I know some people listening are screaming at the the car. I'll figure it out. Um, Harry, why you gotta poke the beast? Like, I get it. Like, he's no, angry. He needs to have that little I moment. I love it. It's this. But. They're the most Gryffindor in this moment. Like, uh, <laughs> there's no pop. Like, Hermione is the most Gryffindor that we've seen her since she punched Malfoy, basically. Yeah, and it's and like that's the what same. Ron says. Yeah. Ron's like, I haven't seen her this, a- or no, it's Harry. Yeah. It's like, we haven't seen her this angry since she punched Malfoy and this seems worse. And I'm like, like what's gonna happen? <laughs> what's happening? I, I love it. This is my favorite kind of Hermione. <laughs> because it's both like, it's the kind of thing where you're like, it is a blessing to have angry Hermione on your side. Yeah, you don't and then, want to be on the other side. And my note says basically that like this um, Hermione getting Rita is one of the best payoffs, like, payoffs in the whole series. Yeah. Like it's so good. I mean, I don't want to be on the other side of a pug now. Yeah. <laughs> no. Ron. Yeah. I like the line. I, I, screaming memes. Mm, good, good. There you go. Screaming memes. <laughs> um, sit down, you silly little girl, and don't hear about things you don't understand. I think that Ludo Bagman that would make your hair curl. Not that it needs it. Like that line has always, like I've always just like remembered that line. Rita is like, <laughs> they're so they're similar in like opposite sides of the coin. Yeah. Like they're both extremely smart. So I yeah. think. It's funny to watch them go at it. It's a it. good adversary. Yeah. Because, like, and Hermione's, like, a rule follower, and Rita, like, is a um, um, loophole. Like, yeah. she finds the loophole, and, like, so she's, like, playing... They're both playing kind of by their own rules, but, like, I guess they're both, like, um, Hermione's, like, lawful good, and... Rita's, like, kind of, like, chaotic evil, I guess, or chaotic neutral. I would say neutral. She's not yeah. fully evil. But, yeah. um, I, I don't know, but Hermione doesn't handle the situation in a lawful way. Oh, I think she definitely does, because she, like, looks up, she literally looks up the laws on, like, oh, Animagus yes. and yes. uses it against her. I guess I'm thinking of the keeping her in a jar. Well, seems yeah, very like, she blackmails her. Seems she's very illegal. <laughs> But I, when I say lawful good, I almost mean in, like, Hermione's, like... Her weight, her, her personal laws. Yes. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she does technically just use the law against her, but it is blackmail, so, yeah, that's not exactly lawful. Yeah. Not exactly. Um, Ron called it. Yeah. Um, was saying, like, she'll be after you next. Yeah, but also, like, Hermione is correct when she's like, oh, let her come. Like, she'll get her, she'll get what's hers. Yeah, but Hermione she, yeah, she was not ready. Yeah, it. she was not ready for that, for what happens. Yeah. But she, then, like. She's like, my parents know me. It's like, yeah, but, like, the entire wizarding world does. I honestly think the worst thing is what Mrs. Weasley does. Oh, I'm so angry about that. I, I'm like, have like geared her up to be my rat. <laughs> like, she, it's just loaded. Oh, yeah. And I, but I it's like it when queue. Harry like says something. Yeah. Oh, 
our loyal boy. And that's him and Jenny have a scene together. I'm so excited. Right? Or is that Is that this book? When she brings him the egg and they eat it and yeah. Adam Pence is like, that could be another book, but that could be the fifth one. I we'll can't see. remember. I know. I always think it's this one because it's definitely Easter time, but I, I don't it know. It feels like this book. This is the only one we get eggs, right? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now all of this lovely stuff with I, ugh, Dumbledore. Hermi- yeah, and then Hermione. You know, and he shouldn't. She should. He shouldn't care with that. Lousy excuse for a woman. Yeah. And And he's not hiding anymore. Like, I like that. Yeah. It's in the affirmative. She's like, we've had enough. (laughs) He's had his time. We're moving on. And she bangs on the door. And and Dumbledore gets to see Hermione at her best. And I kind of think that, I don't know. I kind of had this feeling where it was like, you know when someone that you really look up to, like, sees you doing something that, like... And you didn't plan it. Right. Like, she didn't try like, to be... It's this, just, like, totally you in the moment. And it's... Right. You're at your best. It, I like, think that's Hermione at her best. Yeah. yeah. And Dumbledore gets to see that, and he's clearly proud of them. Like, all of them. Yeah. Like, he, you can just tell. Because he... Yeah. I just, I also just, like, love that Dumbledore is there. Like, Me too. doing his part, and... Dumbledore was also moment on my champ list. I, I, he wasn't he's on low, mine just he's because below he's... below Harry. He's, he's in four. a small part, yeah. <laughs> I think if I had thought about it more. But I, yeah, I just like that sentiment. And, and it just makes sense, like, in the Fantastic Beasts, I think they did a good job of showing him, like, looking out for the underdog a yeah. lot. And I like that they kind of reinforce that in Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts has really made me love Dumbledore. I say it every new episode yeah. that we do since I've watched it, but it's, like, for sure true. Don't listen to the reviews. Like, I think people should still see it. Me too. But I, like, in terms of, like, fans, I've, a lot of people that are huge Harry Potter fans do hate it. I know, and I, and I that don't makes know me sad. people are going, I don't think people are going in with an open mind, I guess. That's what I said. Like, I said this, I think, in the episode, but I think not every Harry Potter movie has to be the best Harry Potter movie. Right. And I don't think it should be a Harry Potter movie. Also, it's like a different story and it's a different feel. Yeah, I mean, and we talked about this. Like, we have our own opinion. Like, I feel like it still should, like, connect to the canon. So those things are frustrating to me. Yeah, I want it to be canonic. Or canonical. Canonical. Yeah, that word. Um, But I think... Aside from that, there are a lot of, like, good things to be Where had from it. differs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but... Listen to our Fantastic Beast episode. <laughs> um. Uh, yes. I surmised as much. Like, Dumbledore's sass is so great here. I have gone temporarily deaf. Oh, yes. <laughs> So funny. Like, after Harry says some naughty language. This is, because we don't, these first four books, a little bit, I, I'm not getting to my point. We don't get that much of Dumbledore in the early books. I would say in the third one, maybe the most, because mm-hmm. um, he does the whole going back in time thing. But he's so, like, in the background, and I really like the little lines we get. Like, the chamber pots, and it's like, you love Dumbledore in the early books for these little moments and 
it's going to pay off because in the next one, when Harry's so mad at him, it's like, you can kind of remember that, like, Dumbledore has a really good sense of humor, which mm-hmm. I respect, I guess, in, in that. But um, I think, though, it's this has been, like, a re-falling in love with Dumbledore for me. This, like, close examine read through. I've always really I, liked Dumbledore. I've really liked him, but I think I'm really, like, loving him. Because I think I get really mad at him with Harry in the fifth one. I don't get it, as mad. It hurts. It, it hurt me a little bit. I got upset. Because I think Dumbledore going into the fifth book was probably one of my favorite characters. Mm. And then, like, he really fell from grace for me. I was upset in the first read-through. And then when I went back, I was like, I really think Dumbledore knew what he was doing. Yeah. And I, like, still loved him. I, I was, I've always been a big fan of, of Big D. I mean, I cry when he dies. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, six, but especially we're getting to, we're getting to my tears. So... Um, but I do love, I think this is when I, this solidified it for me, my very first read through. Like, I loved the idea that Dumbledore basically, like, adopted Hagrid. Yeah. Like, that whole sentiment was- And that he trusts him. Yeah, was so important to me. And I really, in the fifth one, I love that Hagrid, like, um, in the, sorry, did I say fifth? I meant second. Um, I like in the second when, um, you find out that, like, Dumbledore like keeps him on as games keeper and like defended him and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, like we said in Fantastic Beasts, I love that we're kind of getting that he did that with Newt too. And um, even just when he says like I trust Hagrid to like McGonagall or something yeah, like, like that. Oh, just it warms my heart. He does the same thing for Snape though, so it's like kind of but Snape, bittersweet for me when but he's like, like he needs to say that about Snape. I feel like he says it in a different <clears throat> way. Like Snape can be trusted. In this, it like in the world where Dumbledore's talking yeah. about Snape, like he knows Snape isn't gonna go back on I, his word. I guess I just think that the way Dumbledore is, he trusts them in the exact same way, which is good because like Dumbledore does trust both of them with his life. I think, mm-hmm. but I don't feel the same way about Snape as I do about Hagrid. So it's like I don't like them being like the Equalized. same to Dumbledore. Yeah, like I think. He, his relationship with both of them is similar almost in a weird way. I yeah, I mean I do think though that Dumbledore has it makes sense that Dumbledore feels that way about Snape because Hagrid it's more like I adopt you you're my son and I feel like Snape is more like I have fucked up too. So I understand you need your second chance and it's that like understanding yeah. of that level of like yeah, I think Not his that I think path what to Dumb- trusting them is different, but I think the way he feels about them is similar. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that he can care about Snape in a way that maybe, like, you can't because of their, like, yeah. shared, like... I think we- it's totally normal for him, too, but I just don't... Yeah. Yeah. It's totally personal. It ju- Yeah, <laughs> it just makes sense to me that Dumbledore would connect with somebody that feels like they've hurt the one person in their life they never wanted to. Right. Um... I do have a, a not-so-nice note about Dumbledore. Uh, I just thought he was being a little rude about Aberforth. I thought it was so funny, though. He like, said he couldn't read. read. That was rude. That was rude. That but was what's rude. up with Aberforth and this goat? I have so many. <laughs> I, I have so but many I think that, questions. Honestly, I think that Albus just doesn't understand Aberforth and has the whole thing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> 
just yeah. Ish. Yeah, I mean, I definitely it think... is his uh, Patronus, that's for sure. Yeah, this... but I do think that Albus just doesn't understand Aberforth and kind of a dick. No, I think Aberforth and Dumbledore definitely have that brother brother relationship to an extreme, right? But also that like he loves him, but he's like we're family, not friends. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, definitely. You know, <laughs> but I do think that they have a better relationship by the end then yeah well then like right then right after well the obviously incident. but i mean like this makes it seem like he doesn't even know if his own brother can read or not i think he was making a a joke like a tongue-in-cheek i like, know but he's being mean that's not nice it was me it's mean i also think it's like super pretentious because dumbledore knows he's so smart i know so and that's like the crux of their yeah, whole thing yeah so it's rude I thought it was rude I thought it's funny, though. I think it's funny. Um, Not no, Like, if that was the only mention of Aberforth, it would be fine. But because we actually meet him and he's, like, a very intelligent person. Like, um, I think emotionally intelligent. Like, I thought it was very rude. <laughs> I'm very upset about it. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Maybe that's why he wasn't on my list for chance. <laughs> No, but I, overall, I was very happy with Dumbledore's performance <laughs> as a character. <laughs> um, okay, so my next note, this is where I cried, is that uh, Hagrid's dad oh, is yeah. fucking great. It's great. And I just want to put in this quote. Yeah. I feel like is such an underrated quote from this book that like resonates, I feel like, for a lot of what she's talking about yeah. in the series. Like, you can just tell with the time that she takes with this like moment, especially and maybe I was just really emotional about it because Jim Dale reads it, like Yeah. You like you know Hagrid's like really pulled himself up by his bootstraps in this moment and like thinking about his dad. But I got really emotional, especially I think when I first was reading this book, I feel like that's the message I needed the very most. Because, like, I was, like, really depressed when I was reading, like, especially, like, this book. And yeah. I think the fifth book, like, as a little kid. And I think, you know, having depression when you're a kid is different than having depression as an adult. Because right. you don't really understand what right. that is. Especially since, like, this was before, like, social media was huge. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what that was. You don't even know words for all the emotions you're feeling. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think just, like... Having, like, someone like Hagrid be, like, just don't be ashamed to be, like, who you are was probably, like, one of the things that really made me connect to this, like, world and this universe. I, yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think that, um, oh, I, yeah, okay. Um, I, I also, I kind of sometimes give Hagrid a hard time because he's, like, acts almost childish and like the kids have to take care of him but I think that this scene is done really well where it doesn't feel like that like I don't mm -hmm. feel like and maybe because Dumbledore is there and he's like taking care of Hagrid which I think is fine I think that um they're kind of like no we love you no matter what which is like totally normal like that's fine to say but they're not like having to take care of him in the same way as like um yeah other times I feel like he teaches them something here yeah exactly like and I, I like that dynamic so much better like I yeah that just really annoys me when like kids have to take care of the adults I don't mm -hmm. like that dynamic yeah 
Um, so yeah, I like I like this moment a lot for for all of the reasons. And, yeah. Uh, um, and then the guilt trip. <laughs> yep. Yikes for Harry. School champion. How's that egg coming? <laughs> that, I feel like, is such an great, like, really great. Like, J.K. Rowling <laughs> writes so well. Like, this uh, was, so, that was... And Jim Dale. Yeah. Uh, his timing. It was so perfect. Like, I can't even think about... I just... It's so good. It's so, so good, the payoff of that line. When we get through this whole emotional arc, we've just been through, and Hagrid's basically, you know, just like, you know, you're what's going to keep me going, you know? Yeah. Like, you're the underdog that's for all of our underdog Hashtag for you. Um, hashtag representation matters, okay? Like, for Hagrid right now. Aww. And Harry's like, yeah, the yeah, egg's perfect. Yeah, awesome. I did great. It's just so funny. And honestly, Hagrid probably would have been able to help him. Yeah. If he had, you know. If Harry not had her. not already lied to Hermione and, like, and Hagrid. Hagrid. Yeah. He needed to lie in this moment. Yes, this moment sure. was a good a good one. For sure. Um, but I also think it's so perfect that Harry's, like, impetus to search for the egg is not, like, his own personal well-being is that it has to be for someone else. That's like, that's accurate. his motivator. Which is the whole crux of this task. Yeah. Which I thought... It's I didn't think love. about it until you just said that, but ties in. Yeah. Um, yeah, my last note is just, it's about fucking time, Harry. <laughs> Actually, I said effing because PG, but... A PG pod. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> Take that E right off our podcast. <laughs> Please don't. I feel so bad when I have to tell people I know that it's, like, not appropriate for their children. They're like, oh, my gosh, my daughter, like, loves Harry Potter. I'm like, you can't listen with her. <laughs> I feel bad about that, too. And I also feel like we're alienating an audience that we could have. But also, I don't want to do I it. I don't know how to speak E-rate like it. that. <laughs> I don't want to do it. It's really, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing that we can't keep it PC, can't keep it in our pants, but, like, there's a lot of things we couldn't touch on, like, how giants have babies with humans. And you needed that conversation. I'm so sorry, you all, that you had to listen to that, but I thought it was important to leave it in, even though I haven't edited it yet. Now I have to. We've already committed to the bit in oh, this yeah. episode. Yeah, we, yeah, you have to. I was already to. going. Come on. Um... Okay. Um, did you have any more? No, that's the okay. end of my notes. Quizzy cool. Quiz quizzy cool. <laughs> Half a bottle of rosé later. <laughs> quizzy cool. Quizzy cool. I'm very quizzical about your quiz question. Oh boy, howdy. Um, what's Hagrid's mother's name? I went easy. Fred Wolfa. Wolf. Yeah. 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 How do you say it? I don't know. Okay. I was, I think it is Fred, Fred Wolfa, Wolfa or Wolfa. Okay. Um, kind of similar. What's the headline that Rita, like, says about Ludo? Like, if they were to write the... Um... Reckon something's up. I think we should do a bit of digging. Snappy start to a sentence, Bozo. We just need to find a story to fit it. 
I don't know, but I do love that part of the chapter. Disgrace ex-head of Magical Games and Sports, Ludo Bagman. That's it. Oh. I didn't have really anything. Yeah. It was hard to come up with a quiz question. Yeah. There was a lot of, like... That was very specific. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. I just didn't... I knew I wasn't going to get it that specific. I wouldn't have got it. So. <laughs> um... I have a feeling your points are going to be a lot higher than mine. Oh, my points are high, man. Okay, mine is like 50. My points are 150. Wow. That's like what you gave the Yule Ball. I think you gave the Yule Ball 200. Let me see. I don't think so. I This chapter touched me more than I know. I just, I felt like it was a filler episode. No, it is a filler chapter. I just got very, like, I just great emotional and I didn't it's not like I disliked this chapter at all it was just kind of like yep got it yeah and I think we needed it but like I you know yeah and I think that lesson is something that really like touches me and it was something that like really like got me this time that I feel like hasn't gotten me since I like first started reading it hearing your story did make me want to give it up it but no I stand by what I said stand by what you said last year (laughs) 50 points um, my champ was Hermione. Interesting. Okay. Did you do Hag? I did Hagrid slash Hagrid's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who Was Hermione your number two? Yes. Okay. Hermione was my, I did Hagrid, Hagrid's dad as one. And then like Hermione was my number two, Harry, Dumbledore. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just gave it to Hermione because I felt like she was kind of like, kicking ass throughout the chapter mm-hmm. oh no i yeah. hermione like at the beginning was gonna be my champ and then this yeah. whole hagrid i mean hagrid i i almost did put hagrid because like obviously this last monologue but <laughs> i also um, feel like hermione is gonna get her her champ oh, moment yeah. so <laughs> as she already has many a time uh, right so i was like i can give it to I, like, personally ban myself from picking Harry a lot. I should personally ban myself from picking Hermione <laughs> a lot because I pick her a lot. Sorry, Serafina. <laughs> <laughs> My rat is Malfoy, as I alluded to earlier. My rat Rita. is Rita, but, like, yeah. Malfoy is a close second. Yeah. It doesn't help. Well, I feel like together we covered the most important. Yeah. Yeah. The most important rats of this and, chapter. And champs. Yeah, and champs. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think we did a password for this chapter, but we will do one for chapter 25, The Egg and the Eye, which is a great chapter. That's also a great chapter title. I know, it's going to be tough. But, it's going to be um, tough to outdo. Not that we're like every week outdoing J.K. Rowling's. Yeah, our renames. <laughs> like, let's um, all remember mine is Skeeter's Scoop of Poop. <laughs> although there have been a couple where I think we surpassed her because she like hopped out on a couple. Yeah, she just but- Woof. Um, what creature is the egg's voice? You guys know what I'm asking. You get it. Come seek us where our voices sound. Who sings that? We cannot sing above the ground. (laughs) Wow, you put some, like, earth into it. Uh, more than they do. <laughs> okay, we will have to sing something. Yeah. We're going to do something fun with that. I'm definitely going to make up a song. Should we do like a parody of it? Yes. Instead of the haiku or additional? Additional. Okay, you're going to have to remind me because I feel like I'll forget. But yeah. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> Thank you, promise. Okay. Um, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. 
You're fired, Ace. <laughs> Mischief managed. Bum, 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 bum. Thank you for listening to another episode. Um, if you can take a moment and just find us on social media, that would be wonderful. We're Potter Watch on Facebook, Real Potter Watch on Twitter. And on Instagram, we are Podcast Potter Watch, as well as our email, podcastpotterwatch at gmail.com. Please feel free to communicate with us at any time. About any topic. <laughs> um, and most importantly, please um, give us a review on iTunes. This really helps people find out about the podcast. Um, we appreciate all the reviews, and, and it helps us, um, you know, get a better idea of how we're doing as podcast hosts. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. <laughs>